Welcome to the Olive Tree Podcast channel. Whether you're listening from our beloved Durban, South Africa, or from further away, we trust that you would feel welcome and included in what God is doing in our community, and that you feel inspired by today's message. Thank you, Luto. Must be a day of like everyone saying how proud they are of other people. Of other people, because uh, when I saw or listened to Luto's response to worship, I was like, "That's our youth pastor." Hey, what a legend! Maybe not so proud after the he she comment, but um, no, I'm joking. <laughs> You're a legend, bro. We're so stoked to have you. Um, if you guys are struggling a touch with the aircon, that's for me, so I don't sweat buckets up here. So. If you're struggling, you're going to continue to struggle, but um, it's okay. <laughs> um, this is an awesome series that we did. If you didn't, do, if you didn't went here for last week, go and catch it up. Um, I, I think this is probably, as I look at it this year, actually, most of our series have been really important, but this one's particularly important. Um, and so what I'm going to be doing, Estelle's going to come up just now. I'm so pleased to have her with me, uh, but I'm just going to cover a bit of scripture um, and be really simple teaching, um, and we're going to zip through Scripture. So I'm going to read quite a bit, but um, it's absolutely profound if you allow it to sink in. And so I'm going to do that, um, and then I'm going to get Estelle up here. Okay. Holy Spirit, thank you for your presence. God, I just speak words, but Holy Spirit, if you're in it, then they accomplish something. If you're not, they go nowhere. We open our hearts to what you want to say. So the, the teaching is simple, God, but it can be profound. And so won't you make it profound to us and real to us this morning. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So um, if you're online or even if you're in the room but you like to take notes, um, there's not going to be too much opportunity to take notes this morning in terms of what I'm going to say. I'm going to give you a one-liner. Here's a great one. Okay? It's this. Boldness and power are of the Holy Spirit. Boldness and power are of the Holy Spirit. The way I want to teach this is I want to quickly have a look at uh, Peter and teach it through uh, the life of Peter, the Apostle Peter, because he is so relatable. I don't preach often, but when I do, he generally comes up in my preachers, I think, because I identify with him so much. You might identify with him as well, but I'll tell you why I identify with him is because the guy's a bit of a knucklehead. <laughs> All right, like most of us can be. I mean, I don't know about you. I'll just tell you about me. I don't know if you've ever frustrated with trying to understand Scripture. I, I am. There are times I go, I don't, I don't get this. You know, I, I don't understand what the Bible is trying to say. And it seems to contradict itself, and I, I don't quite know what's going on. Guess what? Peter was the same. He, he walked three years with, with Jesus, and those three years was Jesus continually having to correct him and tell him what Scripture actually meant, as well as all the other disciples, but Peter particularly. I don't know if you've uh, been frustrated with not really being able to figure out who Jesus is. I know I have at times. I'm so glad that the Holy Spirit has helped me in that, but um, Peter was the same. In fact, in the book of Acts, in the very first chapter, um, it summarizes the fact that 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 um, the writer of Acts had already sent a book before that, most likely Luke, um, talking about Jesus and his life and all of that. And the fact that Jesus had now died and been resurrected and appeared to the disciples. So now the disciples have had physical contact, face-to-face contact with the risen Jesus, and they're asking him, 
are you going to set Israel free? They're still thinking he's a political Messiah there to set them free from the Romans. Still not really figuring out who Jesus is. Don't really have a good grip. And that's after they've seen him risen. I don't know if you've ever felt like you've severely let God down. I know I have. Many times. And Peter, after following Jesus for three years and acknowledging him as a Messiah, denies him three times. To a commoner, to someone who wasn't even an authority, just went, don't know him. I don't know if you felt like you've really started owning the Christian life at times. I know, you know sometimes we get these experiences where we are growing, where we feel like, wow, God's coming through for us, or God's doing something new, or we get a deeper understanding, or we feel like we, we're getting our legs and getting strong and life is going well, but somehow we lose it. Somehow we go back to life as it was before we kind of started gaining the momentum and the frustration and the disappointment that comes with that. I don't know if you guys have been there. But Peter walks on water. Jesus in front of him, focused on Jesus, is walking on water and loses it all. In front of Jesus. Can identify with that. I don't know if you've ever had the desire to actually just share your faith with your friends. If you've ever, or, or family, or just going, I wish my family knew, I wish I could explain it to them. I wish I could invite them to church, but you just can't get those words out. But it was the same. And I, I think what I, what I want to show you today is that Peter, when the Holy Spirit comes, is a changed man. Not because of what he did, not because of his self-control, not because he brought his A-game, but because boldness and power are of the Holy Spirit. So in Acts 2, what we covered last week, um, the disciples and the followers of Jesus are gathered together. Holy Spirit comes. Uh, they all start speaking different languages. They move out into the streets, and everyone who's gathered from around the world hears the gospel message, hears the good news about Jesus in their own tongue. All right, so big things are happening here. Uh, what we didn't cover last week is that Peter continues to preach. And now he's quoting Joel. And he's quoting a bunch of other scriptures with perfect accuracy and perfect understanding of what's going on. Whereas a day or two before that, he's asking Jesus whether he's going to rescue Israel from the Romans. Not getting scripture. So suddenly there's this deeper understanding of scripture. And he preaches this massive message. He says that Peter preached a long time. 3,000 people are saved. Don't think that's because Peter brought his A game. I think it's because Holy Spirit came and changed him and worked through him. I want to pick up in Acts 3. And uh, this is fascinating here because um, this is like shortly after, shortly after last week, shortly after the Holy Spirit comes for the first time. Peter and John, coming from Acts 3, we're starting um, at the beginning. It says this, Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate, so he could beg from people going into the temple. When Peter and John, when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, look at us. The lame man, lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money, but Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. What does he have? Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, get up and walk. That's going to take some boldness. Peter, I don't think, has healed anyone to this point. 
but he received boldness. He preaches much. He moves to the temple. He sees a man lame, okay, full of the Holy Spirit, is bold enough to say, be healed. What happens? Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand, helped him up, and as he did that, as he displayed boldness, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. Then walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. And what I want you to see is that if you want to move in the power of the Holy Spirit, you're going to need to access his boldness as well. Those two come together. All right, there's, there's a boldness that, I don't know if we know this, but it's a choice. The Holy Spirit is still gentle with us. When we get boldness from the Holy Spirit, it's not forced on us. We don't, are now forced to do whatever he's asked us to do. When we receive boldness, we now get to choose, are we going to follow through or not? But if you want to see the power, you need to follow, follow through with the boldness. All the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. When they realized he was the lame beggar that had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. They all rushed out in amazement to Solomon's colonnade where the man was holding tightly to Peter and John. I love the next verse. Peter saw his opportunity and addressed the crowd. And Acts goes on to say, he preached a cracker. Preached an absolute cracker. And this is not Peter. This is Peter who was hiding away. This is Peter who denied Jesus. This is Peter who was scared of the authorities who murdered Jesus. And now he goes in public, sees an opportunity for the gospel, and takes it and addresses the crowd. Boldness and power of the Holy Spirit. It says there, after the first, um, Acts 2, the, Peter first addressed in the crowd, 3,000 were saved. After that addressing the crowd, now the number of men were up to 5,000. That's excluding ladies and children. I love this next part because... Um, the boldness just seems to increase. I'm going to move to, chaps, uh, to Acts 4 quickly. It says this from verse 5. The very next day, the next day, the council of the rulers and elders and teachers of the religious law met in Jerusalem. Annas the high priest was there along with Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and other relatives of the high priest. They brought in the two disciples. So these are the guys who accused Jesus and had him murdered. They brought the two disciples in and demanded, by what power or in whose name have you done this? Then Peter, again, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of our people, are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed? Let me clearly state to all of you that all the people of Israel and to all the people of Israel, that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, the man you crucified, but whom God has raised from the dead. Peter addressing Jesus' killers. Peter, who denied Jesus three times to avoid getting the same treatment, now faces up to them. For Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures where it says, the stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing right there in front of them, right there among them, there was nothing the council could say. So they ordered Peter and John out of the council chamber and conferred amongst themselves. What should we do with these men? They asked each other. We can't deny 
that they have performed a miraculous sign and everybody in Jerusalem knows about it. But to keep them from spreading their propaganda any further, we must warn them not to speak to anyone in Jesus' name again. So they called the apostles back in and commanded them never to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. And Peter pitches up again with Holy Spirit. And Peter and John replied, do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? This is at the threat of death, potentially. We cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. And the council threatened them further, but they finally let them go because they didn't know how to punish them without starting a riot. For everyone was praising God for this miraculous sign, the healing of a man who had been lame for more than 40 years. That's not self-confidence that Peter, Peter hasn't worked himself up into an A-game. He hasn't tried harder. Holy Spirit comes, Peter is changed and speaks with boldness and speaks the truth with good understanding of the scripture. What it says after that is that Peter and John went back to the rest of the disciples and told them what happened. And um, I think they knew at that point, we've got trouble coming. There's persecution coming. All right, this is not going to be easy. And they get on their knees and they pray. They pray hard. But the end of the prayer looks like this. From Acts 4 again, but further down. And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After this, the, after this prayer, the meeting place shook and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness and the church exploded. Not on their own strength, not on their own wisdom, Holy Spirit. And I want to say to you today that if you have been wanting to share your story with your friends, your salvation story, share your faith, invite them to church, you don't need more courage, you need the Holy Spirit. If you want to understand Scripture more, study is good, it's not enough, you need the Holy Spirit. If you want Scripture to come alive to you, you need the Holy Spirit. If you're trying to break bad habits and sin patterns, you don't need more self-discipline. You need the Holy Spirit. If you want to move in power, if you want to see people healed, if you want to touch people with the gospel, you don't need more faith. More faith is good, but you need the Holy Spirit. If you want to understand the heart of your Father God, and how much he loves you, you need the Holy Spirit. This is how it is achieved. There's a reason that God took Peter and used him as a foundation for the church. Because if God can do it with Peter and is pleased to put the Holy Spirit on Peter, he'll be pleased to put it on anyone. This is not for apostles. The Holy Spirit is not only for apostles. It's for every believer who asks. If the Holy Spirit can fill Peter and do the things he did through Peter, then he can do it with us. It's a right, it's a privilege of every believer to receive the Holy Spirit and to move with both boldness and power. I want to invite Estelle up because um, those who have heard Estelle speak know why she's coming up. I don't need to actually commend her to you, but if you don't know who Estelle is... Um, Wow, Estelle has done a journey for the Holy Spirit and no doubt is still learning, but 
Man, I, I honestly don't know anyone who has moved in both boldness and power in the Holy Spirit in lockdown as she has in the story she has. And so I have given you the scriptural component of this. I wanted to make this real for us. I would love you to hear her stories. I want you to hear how practically this is possible um, and what Holy Spirit can do on a daily basis. And so I'm going to hand over to her. Give her a hand. Thank you, Tim. Hello, everybody. I just want to start by saying that I'm forever convinced that the only way to overcome anything in this life is by the power of the Holy Spirit. I used to be a wild partying person, and he came, and he changed me. He changed the desires of my heart. Now, don't look so shocked. I was young once. (laughs) I used to party once. In fact, I used to party for the A-team. But thank the Lord, the Holy Spirit came, and he changed me, and he is still changing me. Um, I want to start, start by just telling you a little bit about my childhood. I grew up with two parents as two perfect examples, one who moved in the power of the Holy Spirit and one that didn't. But both believers, both knew that Jesus was the Son of God, and they both had a relationship with Jesus. My mom went to a, a church where they taught on the Holy Spirit, and she was baptized in the Holy Spirit, and she prayed in tongues, and she moved in the power of the Holy Spirit. She was a She's still alive now, but she's 93 now. But when she was younger, she used to be a powerful intercessor. And she used to do spiritual warfare and go and and fight for regions, go on high places onto mountains and declare it for Jesus. And my father, on the other hand, uh, he, he belonged to a church that didn't teach on the Holy Spirit. They thought that the Holy Spirit was for 2,000 years ago. And although he read his Bible every day and he went to church every Sunday, he had no power. He had no power to overcome the bondage that he was in. Every morning he'll wake up the sweet, kind man that we know. But by 11, 12 o'clock, he just couldn't resist to drink again. He had an addiction to alcohol. And by the evening, the alcohol would change him so much to a person that is absolutely dreadful to be around. And he died with that addiction. So although I know that he's saved, and I know that I will see him in heaven one day, but that addiction cost him a lot in his life. He really lost a lot because of it. So um, my mom, being the spiritual believer, interceded for us as kids. And Marianne and I, when we were teenagers, we went out one Sunday afternoon, one September in the winter, a Sunday afternoon, outside Gordon's Bay on that mountain path. And our car went down a 75-meter cliff off the mountain path into the sea. I got flung halfway down. Marianne went down into the wreck And as the water started streaming into the car, she'll tell you that she felt a hand pulled her out of that car. And with her being coming out of that car, her scalp got cut open completely. So her hair was hanging in a little ball at the back. And this was just bone. And she had a broken ankle and she had a neck injury. And you know how cold the water in Cape Town is in December? Now try September. (laughs) She swam in that cold water and she clung onto a rock. And she hung onto that rock. She never lost consciousness. She never died of a loss of blood, of too much losing blood. She never died of hypothermia. They couldn't get to her because it was so steep. And she only got rescued by metro by a crane 11 o'clock that night. 
Um, and the driver of the car, unfortunately, he passed away. He drowned, and they found his body only three days later. So the search obviously uh, made the front page news and even a magazine at the time. And um, But the miracle of the day was that my mom, at 3 o'clock that afternoon, started to feel uneasy. And she just started praying in the spirit. She just started praying in tongues. And the unease just wouldn't leave. Our accident happened at 6 o'clock that night. She only realized that we were in an accident by 7 when somebody was looking for us. And they went out and they came to my parents and said, listen, your two girls have been in a horrific car accident. In that moment, she knew that the Holy Spirit interceded for her two daughters and our lives were spared that day. So in obedience, she started praying and the power of the Holy Spirit got us out of that wreck and spared both our lives. I know that the Holy Spirit, Jesus wants us to all move in his power and that is only by his Spirit so that we can go and do exactly the same things he did. He's sending us, like he came to the disciples, he's sending us, now you go, you go doing the same. In Luke 24 verse 49, he says, wait till you receive power. So he wants us to go and move in power. And when he moves in power, his name is glorified. When we go out and we heal the sick and we set the captives free and we even raise the dead, Jesus' name is glorified and all know that he is a true and only living God. Uh, for many years, I had the Holy Spirit, and I enjoyed him, and I enjoyed his presence. I enjoyed praying in tongues. I enjoyed feeling his joy during worship. I enjoyed his, hearing his voice when I was, uh, have to make a decision. Uh, I will get a, a sense of, okay, go this way or go that way. And I will even feel his peace when everything is falling apart and I'm going through a tough time. I will, I will feel his peace. But I had no power. And I thought, why is it that I have no power? Lord, when am I getting power? And then I realized that the power comes in the going. When I go, then he will come and he will release his power. I have discovered that there's three steps to moving and seeing the manifest power of Jesus. The first, we hear the word. We know we've received the Holy Spirit. We know that he lives in us. And then we realize that he is sending us. He is saying, I want you to go. I want you to go speak of me boldly. I want you to go lay your hands on the sick and heal them. I want you to go set the captives free. And then in that obedience, the power comes. Then we see his manifest power. He sends us to our friends. You know, our friends get worn out. They get just eaten up by this world. They just get uh, desperate. And you know, all that we can really offer them is Jesus. And when we speak of them to Jesus... When we speak to them yeah, about Jesus, we need to speak with an anointing. We need to know that when we open our mouth, that the Holy Spirit will come in his presence and hover over them and open their eyes and convict them of their sin. Sometimes we think it's our job to go convict them of their sin. It's not. It's the job of the Holy Spirit. He's the one that convicts us of our sin. And he's the one that then reveals Jesus to them and puts that desire in their heart so they will accept them as their Lord and Savior. He sends us to go lay hands on the sick. When we lay our hands on the sick, a transference takes place. His power and his presence come from us into them. And then he moves in power. He does the healing. You don't have to worry. You don't have to do the healing. You just need to go. You just need to go in faith. But you've got to believe. If you don't believe, there will be no power. You've got to go in faith. Lay your hands on the sick and they will be healed. Peter had to speak. The Holy Spirit is waiting for us to speak. He says, open your mouth, speak, 
and I'll give your words power. Peter had to speak to the lame beggar and say, get up. In the name of Jesus, get up. And the man, strength came into his le- in legs and he stood up and he walked away. So obedience is key. I'm so grateful that my mom was obedient that Sunday afternoon. Yes, it is uncomfortable to go. You never feel like, sure, I've got this. You always feel a little bit out of your depth. And that's okay, because then you know it's his power. It's not your power. You're just being obedient. And he says, yes, go set the captives free. Jesus set many free of many unclean spirits, and then they were healed. And the same way he's sending you and me to go and pray for them, go set the captives free. There's this lovely, uh, I only heard this the other day. So if you've heard this before, then you know what, here it comes again. But I thought this was quite uh, powerful. You know, uh, when a traffic cop stops a bus, he doesn't do it in his own personal strength. He stops the bus with authority, with authority given to him by the state. In the same way, Jesus gives us authority. We are given authority by the highest authority in the universe. We are carriers of his name. I'm a Christian. I'm Christ, Tian, Christ in me. His spirit in me. The same way he says, now you go and speak in my authority. And unclean spirits will flee. We are sent to raise the dead. Yes, now that will make anybody believe that our God is a true and living God. And it still happens today. I once was asked to pray for a man. Peter and I were asked uh, during lockdown. I was asked to go pray for a man two heads taller than me. Um, He had been without a job for about six months, and he was battling with anxiety, and he had fallen back into a drug addiction, and he was just done with it. His family had kicked him out, and he just wanted, you know, he wanted to be free. So we went and we prayed with him, and we first led him through a prayer of repentance. And he said, sorry, Lord, I'm sorry what I've done. I'm sorry we have partners with, with any unclean thing. And then we led him through a prayer of forgiveness. I asked him, so who do you need to forgive? And the Holy Spirit brought to his remembrance even a child at six years old from his school days that spoke some evil words over him. And he forgave that child. And he forgave his mother-in-law. And he forgave, I don't know, the list was long, but he forgave them all. And then I said, now come, let's pray. And he stood up. I said, Stand. And I said, Peter, just, my husband, just stand behind him so that he can help pray because we pray together. And in case he falls over, you know, you can catch him. He says, don't worry, I don't fall over. I said, whatever. Raise your hands and receive. (laughs) And as he started to pray, he started to roar like a bear. I was not one bit scared. Not one bit. Acts 2 verse 34, the word says, Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. And he makes his enemies his footstool. And where am I? I'm seated in him. He makes my enemies my footstool. We continue to pray, and he just fell over. And as he fell over, we we laid our hands on him, and three unclean spirits came out of him very quickly. And the Holy Spirit came and filled him. And his peace was restored, and his joy was restored. We left him that night, and about a week later, we got a call from him, and he said that he had slept that night for the first time in a very long time. And two weeks later, he got a new job, and he moved back to his, with his family. 
So when the Holy Spirit comes, he moves in power and he changes. He does the impossible. It's not for us to do the impossible. We just have to say, yes, Lord, send me. I'll go. Whatever it takes, whatever it looks like, I'll go. I've got one last story. I know I've got many stories, and I'm sure you've got many stories too, but you've got to write down your stories, and you've got to be ready to share your stories at any moment. So the last story goes like this. There's a young lady that came to us, and she wanted prayer, and uh, beautiful, very glamorous young woman, and she's a mother of three, and these little three children was just driving her around the bend. She was just having such a tough time having to deal with them, and she would get very angry. She says, I'm really battling with anger. I get so angry that I'm scared that I'm going to hurt them. So I said, okay, let's pray. The first time as we started praying, her head started to spin like a fan. I've never seen anybody's head do that. But, you know, (laughs) that's just the enemy trying to intimidate us to stop because he knows we come in the name of Jesus. He just wants us to be quiet. So we will, of course, we're going to carry on because Jesus wants to set her free. And the second time we prayed, she was on the floor and her body folded over like this. And her eyes became small like pinpricks. Her pupils became tiny, tiny, tiny. And with a loud scream, that spirit of anger came out of her. And the Holy Spirit came and filled her. And her peace was restored and her joy was restored. She was literally a different person. In a moment, in his power, he comes and delivers. He sets free. I had this song in my head the whole week. It's a song we sang about 30 years ago. So I don't know how many of you will remember it. (laughs) Um, It it went like, oh, I won't sing it. (laughs) It was close. (laughs) Uh, no, <laughs> please, I don't want to chase you all away. Zechariah 4 verse 6. I actually found the script about, script about chance. I just uh, glanced at it this week. And uh, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And I know that the Lord wants us all to move in his power, in his presence, and in his spirit for each and every believer. Thank you. I'm going to ask Estelle to stay up um, with me. You can't, you can't wrap up a service here and not pray for people and pray for the Holy Spirit. And uh, as you've been sitting there, you, you might be able to identify with a few different people within Scripture. Maybe you're part of the crowd that Peter was addressing. And maybe for the very first time you're going, oh, I need this. Your, your, first, your first stop is at the feet of Jesus. And to say, okay, Jesus, I accept you. I believe what you did for me on the cross is true. I need your forgiveness and I need your life. Now, um, if that's you, I'm going to lead you in a prayer um, just now. You might find that you're the, the, the crippled man at the beautiful gate. and You're going, I, I literally need healing in my body. We're going to pray for you. Maybe you've um, walked a, a road of faith for a while, maybe been part of church for quite a while, and you're going, I'm, I'm not moving in power yet. Or now I finally understand why I need the Holy Spirit. We're going to pray for you to receive the Holy Spirit. And so I'm going to ask you all to stand, please. If you are online watching with us, um, however you would like to express faith this morning, if you want to stand in your lounge, you can do that. As we pray for people to be, people to be healed, we, we've got a... Some people that we, we offer specific things that need to be healed, we'll call that out just now. But, but if that's you at home, you can be healed at home. You don't need to be in the building. 
Holy Spirit's with you too. But I want to give an opportunity to those who have not yet actually invited Jesus into their life to do that. It's so important. You don't get the Holy Spirit without Jesus. He's the one who sends the Holy Spirit. And so you need him in first. And if you're there this morning, if you're going, I need to accept Jesus into my life, I need forgiveness, and I need his life in mind to come and change me, then you can pray this after me. I'm not going to ask you to put up your hands, um, but you can pray this after me, whether you're in the building or online. And you can say, Jesus, I see you. I acknowledge your gift of salvation. I know that what you did on the cross was for me. And so, Jesus, I open my heart to you. I open my life to you. I ask for your forgiveness. For everything I've got wrong, won't you wash me clean? Won't you make me new? Won't you come and take up residence in my life? In Jesus' name, amen. If you have honestly prayed that prayer, won't you come and tell me or, or tell one of our leaders in front who are going to pray just now. We are so keen to hear about that. Um, but we want to continue. We, we need to be able to receive the Holy Spirit as well. And here I'm asking for a step of faith. Here I'm going, if you're going, I need more of the Holy Spirit, you get to put your hand up. I'm putting my hand up right with that. I, I know I need more of them every day. Beautiful. If you're at home, you can do the same thing. Holy Spirit, come. Come and do what only you can do. Come and fill each person who has a heart to receive you this morning with boldness and with power. Help them understand your word. Give them a heart to know you and a thirst for your presence. Come and fill them with your life. Jesus, you've promised us life and life in abundance. It comes through your Holy Spirit. So we ask you for more of your Holy Spirit this morning in Jesus' name. Some of you might just get a really deep sense of peace. Some of you might be burning right now. That's okay. But you get to stand in his presence. You get to just receive. I'm going to ask you to pray for healing. I've got um, one or two words here quickly. I'm going to need my eyes. Oh, they're not here. Yes. Um, you got it. That's okay. That's fine. I'll, um, I'll, there we go. Okay. See, so here we go. Um, there are, we believe there's healing for people today. See, signs and wonders should follow the word when it's preached. And so w- what we will do is we'll close the service shortly and allow those who need to go um, to go, but we, if you'd like to receive the Holy Spirit still, if you need more, if you need prayer, if you need prayer for healing of any sort, come forward. But there are certain things I just want to name quite right now. Um, if you're suffering from migraines, we want to pray for healing for you today. Neck as well, sore necks, and then shoulders across the top of your shoulders and your back, uh, and then lower back as well. If that is you, we want to pray for healing. There, there, there'll be healing for a bunch of other things. You might find that even after praying for to receive the Holy Spirit, if you check, you might be feeling like pain has gone already. We thank you, Jesus, for that. But I'm going to ask a stop. Can you? Yes, I just feel a sense of a heavy heart. Mm. Some might have a heavy heart 
that's been burdened with anxiety or fear or doubt. If that is you, I want you to raise your hand. I want to pray for you right now. A heaviness you, in your heart, anxiety, worry, fear. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Come and touch each person with their hand raised right now and set them free of that heaviness. Set them free from anxiety, from fear, and from any doubt. In your name, Jesus. Holy Spirit, come and take its place. Come and restore each person's peace and joy. You are the oil of joy. Restore them right now in your power. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. For restoration and healing has come to each person in this house today. Thank you, Jesus. We glorify your holy name. We lift up your holy name. What a good, good Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that there is healing. Father, for us as we stand here. And so, God, whatever symptom we have named, if we've named it and that belongs to anyone here, we say, go in Jesus' name and you be healed. Migraines, go. Neck pain, go. Back pain, go in Jesus' name. We ask for the healing, peace, and life of Jesus over us. In Jesus' name right now. For some of you, you might want to just be staying in this moment and you get to do that. We'll continue to play we'll continue to pray and so for, uh, we'd like to bring a, a close to the service at the moment and say so if you would like to move out you're welcome to do that the service officially has ended but if you would like prayer for anything you can come forward we've got a team of guys here ready to pray for you whether it be for healing for holy spirit or whatever else um, but we would really uh, would love to see you in the front here and pray for you thank you guys be blessed have an awesome week thank you for listening to today's message if you would like to find out more information about Olive Tree Church, please visit our website at otc.org.za or email info at otc.org.za. We hope you have an amazing week.